it's just your Wi-Fi. Do I have to like reboot or nothing? Or? No, it'll come back on eventually. Oh, so, but he's there. He's there. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So this is uh, this is episode fourteen. To tell you the truth, it's episode like fifty-eight or sixty-five. But Ronnie came in uh, after the other. Okay, the other Zoom operator is is was is gone. Well, he's Kai. It was it's the place I'm staying at right now. All right. Well, that was unnecessary. <laughs> unnecessarily. <laughs> Unnecessary, unnecessary. You know what? My my this this uh, girl that's staying in this house for a bit. She was like telling me that I introduced her to Justin, and my introduction was the stupidest introduction. I go, hey Justin, this is Claire. Claire is my friend Justin. He's a magician, but not really. He's like a comic, but he's kind of like both. And she's like, okay. And I go, Claire, <laughs> this is Justin. Claire, uh, we were we were just talking about her beautiful grandmother who's dead. And it was just the stupidest introduction. We we both all looked at each other, just quiet. We're just like this. And then all three of us walked separate directions. It was like the it was like the last it was the last episode of Seinfeld. It was just like that. It was just like, all right, bye. Like really not. You know, last episode of Seinfeld was. Uh, they didn't really, um, it wasn't climactic. There was no climax to it. It was just weird because that's how Seinfeld likes it. But then they did the, the Larry David and Kubrick Enthusiasm put, uh, did a show about the last, the a last episode of Seinfeld in the show. Did you see that? <laughs> this is the longest introduction to a guest. <laughs> oh yeah. I totally forgot he was here. You know why? Because you know why I didn't talk about Mike? I couldn't see him. He just popped up right now. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's because I'm pale. Well, you know what? Compared to Ronnie, you're not. You're, you're actually, you know, Ronnie has a whiter look than you. You, you, you. you're kind of in between the color of me and Ronnie. But here's uh, our guest. So I'm like, I'm like Japanese Hawaiian. Yeah, Japanese Hawaiian, very Japanese Hawaiian. You could you could definitely mm. look. You look like a local Hawaiian dude, one hundred percent. Ronnie looks that. like a local Samoan kid. Like he looks like a he looks like a Samoan with a hair, right? Half white. John, yes. Ronnie's half white from the Philippines, born and raised, but he doesn't have an accent because he was in a rich school. Look at that. But <laughs> but 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 he still loves uh, Filipino women and ethnic women. He doesn't care about white too much. We're we're the opposite. We like more white. I like both now. Yeah. I like both now. I I do too. I got I just, I got you know this is how I know that Crazy Rick's Asians and Asian uh the Asian uh uh what do you call it thing is kind of hot now in Hollywood cuz I'm starting to go for Asian girls again. That's sad that it took Hollywood for me to go back to my people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cuz now we don't have as Asians we don't have to like smash a white girl or have a white girl on our arm to be like dude, I'm like I'm worthy. Yeah. Of more than yeah, before than, than this, I mean, yeah. is, that, is that really the the mentality that you have subconsciously when you date white girls? Because what's the percentage of you dating white girls and non-white girls right now? Like, what is it? Like, in throughout your whole history of putting your dick in people, um, what was the higher percent of race? Um, just between whites and Asians, or you mean overall, like everything, right? Um, let's say non-whites. Uh, non-whites. Okay, let's say non-whites, whites, and then Asians. Non-Asians, let's say 
other, <laughs> just like we're going through the, the border. Whites, Asians, okay. and then other. <laughs> That's black, okay, so Latino. The white, whites is actually pretty low. Like I never really was like, oh, I, I have to. So I would say that's maybe almost 5%. What? I thought you yeah, had a bunch of white th- girlfriends. I saw pictures. No, no, no. You just said that yesterday. I never said anything. I just I just took it in. I was like, okay, he thinks that. All right. So okay. <laughs> I just went with the flow. So yours is yeah, 5%. Yeah. So let's say you 5%, whether, say it's like 5% is white. And then yeah. what's Asian? Asian is probably maybe 60%. Wow, and what's other? And I guess the remaining uh, would be fucking, yeah, like Latina, 30. white, uh, uh, you know, black, whatever the fuck else. Wow. Everything mixes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ronnie, <laughs> we know yours zero, zero, and zero percent. Um, oh, yeah, zero. negative actually. Negative. Your preference, Ronnie, would be what percent? If you if you had a preference, if if I had a preference in in dating right races, well, dating and fucking are both different but let's just say dating okay dating my preference percentage what is the percentage i'm looking for my percentage it's, it's of you, don't, don't, date you, you and, can't ask me what you like yeah, out of 100 percent, what would you I, what would you what would your go-to be and what percent is that, is that go-to and then what does, okay. we're not going to break so, them up into tiny little races for the third one it's just white Asian and then no, other. I'm just confused. All right, okay. so when you put your penis uh, in a woman, that means you're in the past. No, I'm just saying right now. You know, rather okay. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm just asking you what your preference is. It's a very okay, easy right. question. You're very okay. uncomfortable right now. No, I'm just clarifying. All right, good. So okay, all right. I I'm like a I'm like a beige guy. I like uh I like mixed beige. So that'd be the top. Hello, hello. So it'd be like yeah. what mixes white with anything, or white and Asian, white and black, or white and Latino, or anything. Yeah, probably anything. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really like pure white. Mm-hmm. And you don't like that? Would probably be in my all right. So that'd be 5%. the lowest. So it'd be five yeah. percent. So basically, you're exactly like Mike, but um, <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, well, yeah, five percent white, and then your your yours would be mixed. Would be like sixty five. Yeah, and then seven, and then thirty, and then Asian. We just be like ethnic. Oh yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> pretty good numbers. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this was supposed to sound almost scientific, but it was just. Like <laughs> this is this is going to be cut off. This this won't this won't yeah. make it. This won't make it. This won't make it. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to pass. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Kim, uh, I met through the Asian Comedy Festival or throughout. I think we've, we met at that Asian comedy festival, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. And then, um, then we became, uh, good friends and now we're best friends. No. Mm-hmm. And then we, we hung out. I saw him three times and, uh, and we're best friends now. No. And, uh, but he, uh, blew up on TikTok. And how did that happen? So you got on TikTok, like all of us. We started posting videos, like all of us. Then one video, how long, when did you start it? When did that video actually start blowing up? Well, I started TikTok 2019. I didn't want to do it because I saw a bunch of people dancing and I thought they were losers. Um, and then Gary V was <laughs> like, you, you got to post 
everyone. Like, don't be, you know, you have, you know, eh, you know, doing that shit. He's like, TikTok <laughs> is the way. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll yeah. listen to Gary Vee because I, I, I like Gary Who's v. Gary Vee? Gary Vaynerchuk is the guy that you see. He's like uh, an entrepreneur and he knows a lot about internet marketing and all the new stuff that's happening. So basically. How did you know him? Uh, just, well, I used to work for Ty Lopez. Here in my garage, my Lamborghini, you know, knowledge, like that fucking guy. No, I don't know. And that then guy because I was in that no. like world of uh, like online entrepreneur people who like sell that, you know, whatever it is. I, I knew I learned about all the people in that space. But then Gary Vee was the one that I resonated the most with. And then uh, back then he wasn't that big, but I had no idea he would blow up to the level he is today. And uh, as well deserved, I would say he gives great advice, practical advice. Right. So what was anyway, his advice? So, yeah. uh, he just. Just fucking post. Post every day. Post stop every day? Stop thinking about what you're posting. Really? Like, stop. literally stop judging yourself. And uh, here's one thing that helped me a lot. The thing that you don't want to post because you, you feel like it's not going to get likes, because we, get, we become a slave to the value metrics, post that thing and liberate yourself. So I started doing that. And funny enough, because I was listening to his advice, um, that's what led me to after, what, and so October 2019, and then I think a couple months after that, um, then lockdown hit and then sometime after or during, end of March, I believe somewhere around there, then I posted a video that, uh, went super viral and then I got like a shit ton of followers and it just kept. So how many videos growing. did you post prior to that? I don't remember how many exactly, but up to that point, um, I, I had an agreement with my friend that we would post every day for 60 days. And whoever misses a video owes the other person $1,000. Wow. So you oh, did six, shit. two months straight. And then after that, was that the two months? During point? that time. Within that time. Wow. Uh, like within before the second month hit. Wow. Within the second month. Because, you know, I just kept posting things that I thought people wanted to see. And then you, when you post every day like that, you start to run out of ideas. Where uh, You run, you run out, of, out of ideas that you think that people want. Cause yes. you get sick of yourself. I, I would, I, I compare that to telling jokes because like you try to be somebody you're not and you, and you know, inside you're like, this is, this is not, this is not me. I don't, and then I don't know what that, I don't know what that feels like, but, um, yeah, cause, <laughs> cause, cause, no, that's me. Sorry. I forgot. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, new. I'm not a hack. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, he's not a computer hacker, <laughs> Edward Snowden, but, um, uh, yeah, I, can you show, can we show I the just, video on this Ronnie? Sure. How do we do that? I guess uh, is it a specific one? Well, show the video that actually blew up. Yeah. Okay. So when you when you let's say you posted 60 70 or let's say 50 videos straight. Let's say the 51st one blew up. What was the number difference? What was your regular average number of of views before that hit? Man, like maybe a few hundred. That's it? Maybe. Maybe. And then all of a sudden, so go all the way down. You got to go to like 2020, um, like the beginning of lockdown, right? Maybe I think March. It's called Confessions of a Former Fuckboy, Part One. Yeah, I posted a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept posting. I posted a bunch of a lot of my Filipino content uh, got pretty big too. What do you mean Filipino content? What did you do Filipino? Like videos? I would make because I, I hung out with so many Filipinos from the Philippines. I just Made some stuff that I like. Oh yeah, you got to go to where I start losing hair. So keep going up. Oh, this is before you had hair. Did this you, is when I had uh, and I started shaving. So you it. just started shaving it, or you started balding? Oh, right there, right there, right there. I start. I shave it every morning. Go down to the first one, not that one. One more. Part one, right there. One point four million. 
Welcome to part one of Chronicles of a Former Fuckboy. I was a fuckboy for many, many years. I learned my lesson. I'm 30 years old. I do not do that anymore. So here's something that I used to say. I'm going to share this with you. Um, to get a female to fall in love with me more and to chase me, I would say this. I would say, uh, Amanda, I'm, uh, I, I don't think you should get too close to me. I, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt you. I'm just, I don't know if I'm ready and you know, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. So, so what I did right there is, is I was feigning vulnerability, transparency, and honesty, but I really wasn't. I was doing that because I knew if I said that it would make her want to, you know, like fix me, to help me, to comfort me. And by doing that, by being there for me, she's more likely to fall in love and I take advantage of her. And it's fucked up. And if a guy says that to you, look out for that shit, okay? Yeah. All right. That's the one. So, so, <laughs> so that one, that one hits one million what? Point four. And, but but when million. you first put it up, within a within a day, how much did you hit? I, I, well, I posted at night, uh, sometime in the late evening, I think. And then I just, I, I was like, whatever. And then I, I didn't check it. And then I wake up the next morning and I, I was like, oh, let me look at my TikTok. And then I had thousands and thousands of people following me. And every time I refreshed it, it was hundreds. Like every refresh was hundreds of new people, literally within a second. Seriously? It was fucking nuts. Yeah. How come when you refreshed oh, it? Oh, because you had to just update it. Yeah. No, be because that's how many following. people were following me per second. It was hundreds right. per second. Wow. Um, yeah. Before that, we were hitting what? 10,000, 5,000, 2,000, not even? On a good day, maybe like two. I mean, I had a few ones that maybe five, maybe 10. Like See, very, what's very weird, few. I've been hitting 60, 70, 80,000 hits, but I've never hit the million. I stopped after two, one month. I, I still probably, I probably have like a thousand followers, maybe even less. Mm. The, the second one, part two, get any hits? Oh yeah. Yeah. All of them. All, the, I did like 12 parts. People were, people were begging for those So because yeah. So second one, how big was that? Over a million? Cumulatively, they're in the millions. All right. So let's millions. see, let's see the second one, Ronnie. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Ronnie, get on this. Stop drinking and eating. <laughs> Welcome to Confessions of a Former Fuckboy Part 2. Now, this video is about texting manipulation. Uh, something that I would do in the past to get a girl to think about me more is I would purposely ignore her text messages. So if she sent me a text message at 7 p.m. on a Monday night, I would not respond until she sent me a second follow-up text, whether that be the next morning or two days later, three days later. Right. And if she was if she texts me back a second time a few days later, that means that whole time she was thinking about me. And that's how I know that I, I got her, you know, like she's in the palm of my hands. Um, females, females do that shit, too. And normally we do that as humans to people that we don't really care about. Now, sometimes you forget that happens. But a lot of times if, if it's a reoccurring thing and you keep texting me back and I don't respond until days later and you respond immediately i know you're mine <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that's true here's the crazy part of this whole thing this is the new version of the game in tech way because the game did it doesn't talk about this you know if you if you ever heard about the book the game this guy neil strauss and this guy mystery created this book the game back in the early 2000s what happened was 
I used to frequent a dance club called Fluid in Toronto nightclub. And this guy well, there was a busboy who was a virgin. And I remember seeing him. He, he was a pencil neck skinny kid. And he would always, I knew him, my cousin knew him, and he, he was a virgin at 24. He just kept studying the difference between people that got women in the dance club. It was the hottest nightclub of Toronto and people that didn't. And it didn't matter how beautiful they were. Uh, it didn't matter how much, how much uh, money they had. It didn't matter. What did matter is what they wore. What did matter is what they said. That was it. Your face can be beautiful no matter what you look like. The ugliest person can make you, you can look beautiful by doing your hair right and clothes right. The weirdest thing about it is beauty is not just this and people think it is. And so the game teaches you, look, if you come in with big a big hat, a big beard, a just crazy jacket, women and men respond to that. Have you ever seen, Peacocking. Have you ever seen a woman that you thought that was so gorgeous, you finally made her, you finally sleep with her, and by the next few next week, you're like, you're not as gorgeous as I thought because you saw everything come off. And you're like, you're now you look at them as a regular human being and go, wow, it's all smoke and mirrors. I don't care how hot you are. We have no makeup on, no clothes on. You honestly look like just a regular person. It's all the stuff you put on that you have to accentuate also what looks good physically to the opposite sex. And that's what the game tells you. What If you have broad shoulders, tall, amplify that. If you're short, but you do have a nice butt, Ronnie, amplify that. Wear tighter <laughs> jeans, Ronnie. You don't show your ass enough. You know, so, but now this is a tech version and an Asian version because I would rather listen to a, a bald Asian dude than a hot white guy because... That 100%. is not stereotypically the, the the look that gets hot white girls, but if it does, or white girls in general, not hot, just white girl. I'm just saying it's harder for Asians to get hot white girls. I would listen to that the same way I would listen to a fat dude that gets women, rather than a, a skinny guy that doesn't. I, I I look at the person who is successful. So there's also stages to this. So when when Mike talks about this, which is really interesting, when he goes. You know what? I don't go for me. You know, I'm a mess. I I'm not ready. You know, you, you know what? That you can't say that in the first date, Ronnie. Okay. It has to be. It has to be in the when well, you know she already you already got her. Because we're really that, breaking down the talks. No, the talks right I'm now. Te right? I'm teaching you. So you know, okay. when you decide right. to cut your hair again and go out in the real world. You'll know, okay. right? Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. He, he's locked up in home for four years. Um, but true. Okay. So, Mike, when you say that, you can't say that right away. You can, you have to wait. You actually have to say the the second one first with the texting. That's the start. The texting is the start of the relationship. It's not responding because what that does is fucks with their ego. Women have bigger egos than men. When we don't respond to mm -hmm. us, we go to the next person. When we don't respond to them, they go, what the fuck is wrong with me? I got to now make this guy like me. So, is he dating somebody? Yeah. What's, going, What's on? going on? I thought he was into me. Here, Even if they weren't into you. Here's a all of a sudden, yeah. you're not responsive. And they're like, what? what? That's why when you respond really quickly, they don't give a fuck about you. Yes. I don't care who you are. Right. Right. You give them time. Time is valuable. Time is the currency. Yes. You know? So, yeah. um, and you're right about the whole... 
like listening to a fat guy who can get girls or like an Asian guy who can get girls because we have to work harder. Yeah. And you're using strategy and you're using technique rather than brute beauty and strength, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we weren't just born like, dude, yeah. if you're white, you already have a 60% better chance yes. of getting girls just because of a Hollywood. 100%. 100%. Uh, example. Yeah. Another analogy would be if you're Bob Sapp, who's one of the biggest MMA fighters in history. He's huge. Yeah. He's 350 pounds, solid muscle, a 5% body fat. You can't believe he's a freak of nature, right? He was in his first year in MMA who, who only trained for four months was beating up champions. Why? Because he was bigger and stronger than everybody. That's brute strength. But once you figured out how his weakness, everybody attacked it, right? Which is his cardio and his, and just his, he can't, he couldn't block. It was too big. The same way a white guy is 60% of the chance you're going to win, you know, an Asian, the guy that beat Bob Sapp the first time was a Brazilian guy named Nogueira and Nogueira was a hundred pounds lighter than him. And everybody thought Nagara was going to die. But Nagara goes, no, I know his weakness. He has no endurance, right? And he has no ground game. That was his, also his weakness. He didn't have a ground game. He was so big, you have to take some time to burn him out on the back. So, yeah, the analogy is... about dating right now? <laughs> Ronnie, keep on the rope. Listen to the analogies. Okay. And the reason why you're home by yourself is because you're not listening. I have to think about everything as MMA. Yes, everything. That was, that was the problem. Yeah. Well, we can do something that you relate to more. So, like, you know, butterfly catching. If you're a butterfly catcher, <laughs> right, a natural <laughs> butterfly catcher, right, that has a giant yeah, of net, course. it's too easy. Yes. You know, we're yeah. born with a net this big. Does that make more sense? Cause, oh, yeah, totally. Right. And everybody thinks it's smaller than that, too. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, right, right. They do. Or, or they do. it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. For most, it's not. But some. <laughs> yeah. So it might be. So the the uh, when you do that, you you create uh, them to think that there's something wrong with them because the truth is, every woman thinks they're the they're the hottest. I don't care. Here's the weird part. They they know what level they are. Ten to one. They know. But when it comes to dating a guy, they naturally go, I'm better. You want me because we do. So they're already – a dating starts off this way with a woman. They're always ahead of you because you – Because the guy is always chasing. Yeah, they know, they know they, we want you. They're, they're the comedy club. We're the comic. We just want to be on stage. <laughs> they know that. They're the owners of the comedy club. So the but once yeah. you go, I don't want to go to your comic club. They go, wait, 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 wait. Are you fucking another comic club? <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, they want they, you. Kind of have to. It sounds sad. Here's the saddest part. Nobody wants to hear this because it's such a fucking. It's almost like so chauvinistic. It's almost like you're you're playing too many games. But to get anywhere in life that you that doesn't want you naturally you have to have a strategy they're always on defense we're always on offense it's the truth Play, going for a woman is like taking so you're it's like a basketball team's home court you always have to you're always on the deep you it's not your home court you're never on your home court unless they come to you and that's that's what that's 10% you know guys not 90% of guys get girls that want them 
10% of guys get girls that they want. 90% of guys just get what they got. Hey, man, this girl likes me. I'm going to go for her. Yeah, she, she, you had no choice. She liked you anyways. But to pick a girl that you like and get them, it's a very strategic thing. Um, let's listen How to... How many th- times did you read that book? <laughs> no, I just lived life. I, I've, I've only read that book the, once. It's yeah, just, that book. I read that book before like years ago. The book doesn't in really get into that, no. that stuff. It's just more stories. And uh, a, a lot of it is... That book is too much uh, manipulation tactics to where it doesn't develop inner game, like true inner game. So you don't know who you are. So you may be able to land them, but you won't be able to keep them. And that's the yeah, problem. That, that, with, that uh, book is based on yeah. landing and it, it's based on you being white too, because a lot of that stuff does yeah. not work for Asian dudes. You're not going to dance up on a girl as an Asian it's man. Interesting. It's not the same thing. Yeah. There, there's like other ways, but I do, I, before we leave this topic, I want to say one little thing on that, the, the Bob Sapp analogy. The other thing about that is, Bob Sapp also, because he didn't train and because he had the like entitlement, right? He's like, yeah. I know I'm big. I'm this and that. I don't have to work as hard. It made his mentality weak. He didn't have grit. Right. And that's the mm-hmm. difference between like Asian dudes who have to fight for that shit and like a white guy who's giving it. Because I'll tell you this, man. I can't tell you how many white dudes who I saw get so butthurt over getting rejected and they're so not confident. But they, but because they're used to like just girls coming up to them and then uh, they're, they're just weak up here. But me, I'm just like, I got rejected so many fucking times that you just kind of get used to it. And then that's, that's our superpower because we had our backs against the wall because we had, it's kind of like a person who was born broke versus a person that was born, uh, born yes. weak, uh, rich. When you're Asian, the person you're born broke is going to work fucking pussy. harder. When you're Asian in America, you're born, you're born broke with pussy. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta work hard yeah. <laughs> to, to, to get that yearly income of pussy. Yeah. <laughs> no, true. Um, and then, so when do you say, so at, at the stage where they don't like you, when do you know they like you? So here's an example. You see a girl that you like, you actually talk to her as friends, very corporate and then you exchange IG because it's so much, that's how you do it now, IG. Uh, a phone number comes after IG. So you're, you're doing the IG thing. You have to create interest on her part because she doesn't have it she's she's like this i don't know if i like this guy i just he's he's some dude i met he seemed pretty cool but i don't have any interest in him you have to make her interested in you and how do you do that you kind of have to do two things show that you're valuable that shows a lot of interest uh what else would you would you do mike just direct just get direct right away what do you do fucking be like when are you free just when, when are you free yeah, so you, you go straight. I'll, right I'll go straight to me. Yeah, yeah, just straight. So, direct, so now she puts you in a category of non-friend, you know, because if you're not that mm. direct, she'll put you in friend for a while and it may stay there, you know, at least when you're direct and she goes not interested and she still talks to you, she's giving you a chance and you can still work it, right? Later. Yeah, later. Especially if she breaks up with her boyfriend. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, a lot of relationships start by friendships or people's like, you know, a girl can say, I don't want to deal with you right now. Let's just be friends. Guess what? It could still turn into something. You don't throw it away. Don't get angry. You know, mm-hmm. be the friend. And sometimes they may like you because you said that, you know, because you gave them the being, being that comfort level of uh, there's no pressure. Because I think the pressure part is one that scares women the most when you're too, you're too like into her. They love it when you back off, you know. 
when you're cool, when, when you're always emotionally centered and you, and you stay cool, calm and collected, even with the rejection. Yeah, that's not that rejection is not always like an actual rejection. It isn't. You know, there, there's shit tests involved there. When women test uh, text back a day later, even a week or two weeks later, that sometimes I forget. But sometimes it's also a form of shit testing because the hotter they are, the more crazy the guys are. You know, I've talked to a lot of my homegirls about this that are hot, and they will do that on purpose. And I've gotten women because I would, talk, you know, hit them up on text, didn't respond for two weeks. Right. All of a sudden, they hit me back about something else. And then, because I stay cool because I didn't double text. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, just think, super fucking cool. So, yeah. So, here's another uh, scenario. And tell me what you... Uh, so, this, this is what happened recently. Uh, I went out with a bunch of comics. One of their f- comic friends that was a really pretty woman came out and hung out. Uh, the, she saw all of us on stage, so she knew that we we're funny, right? And that's the thing. When you're a comic, you can use the, your stage as a way to attract somebody because you're in a position of power, you're very charming, and you're controlling a bunch of people's emotions. So that to a regular person could be very attractive not for a long time, but after the show, you got around five hours until that attraction goes away. Like this is a, you know, cause you see anybody that's really on stage in some level, you're attracted to them, whether it's a, I just want to be your friend or I love what you what, love, what you do. I respect what you do or you're hot. And all that turns into parts of attraction. So we're all out and everybody, every comic dude, and this is typical for comic dudes because comic dudes are not really pickup artists. They got into comedy because they weren't pickup artists. They actually become pickup artists after years of doing comedy because they figured out every guy that was trying to talk to her was like trying to hit on her. It's like an example. She was drinking her drink and one, one comic goes, what kind of drink is that? She's like, oh, it's a thing. Can I try? Oh, do you want to try? She's like, yeah. And he drank. He's like... Hmm. You know what? We just made out basically because you know we we're sharing the same glass, and she was like, "Yes, all right." Um, time. <laughs> and then another guy kept trying, and I was like, "I can't be part of this whole stupidity thing." Like she's already getting a lot of attention, which is great for her, but she's also absorb liking the attention, but not giving it back to re- reciprocate any attraction to these guys. So yeah. I said goodbye to everybody. I didn't say goodbye to her, <laughs> right? And I left. And I go, I wonder what's going to happen. And she added me. And I'm like, wow. It's kind of like what you said. You don't call some back, call somebody back, they, and they call you, or they say, you, you don't message somebody back, and they go, why is this guy ignoring me? And then they send you a second message. That's almost them saying straight out, I'm interested in you now uh, because normally you ignore somebody and they don't call you and they, they would get mad. They would probably go, fuck you. But for some reason, why is that attract women? What do you think? I, I know why. Well, you know what they say? They say, don't, don't just talk. Okay. Well, first of all, if everybody is like a bunch of hyenas going for the same, like quote unquote target, the girl's going to know that she's going to group them into the same category. Right. No matter how attractive you are. Right. For the most part. Right. And then um, you, because she already, she already scoped the room. Right. And you, you didn't say one fucking thing to her. Right. Mm-hmm. And you just walked out. 
so then in her mind, she's like, what? what's different about this guy? It's kind of like there's a, a, a pack of lions. They're all uh, eating this gazelle. The one gazelle, they're all fucking like going at like just all in a circle. And then you see this one other lion with a long ass mane hanging out by a tree underneath the shade. Just like, <laughs> yeah, like that. And then the lioness is like, you know, she can, there's a difference. She's, she's probably like, is that motherfucker hungry? Is it sleepy? Why, why is he just there? Like, what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why is he like that? So a what, is, what is it about him? Yeah. There's already a question. Yeah. Curiosity sparks. Curiosity. The mis- Curiosity. Mystery. And again, going back mystery. to emotional centeredness. If you let your emotions get the best of you, especially because we all want the thing that everybody else wants, you would have joined in with them and try to go for the same person. Right. Because that, the reason why all the comics went for the same person is because they saw other comics go for that, that girl. So gave them confidence. Because mm-hmm. the, the one that's the most badass is the one that goes up cold approaches First? without anybody else already approaching yeah. her. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like this this thing yeah and you kind of almost have to do the opposite of what your intuition tells you because your intuition tells oh, you yeah. uh call her back right away if she calls you back uh hit on her where everybody else is hitting on her just wait your turn you know say goodbye to her and make sure she knows you said goodbye you kind of have to do the opposite of all those emotions to stand out now if a girl likes you it doesn't matter what you fucking do but we're not going for girls that like us already because that's that's an easy thing to do very it's good. going for someone that doesn't like you at all and making them go, wait, there's something different about this person. That's your, that's the first attraction when I left, you know, when I left, that was the first attraction because I saw, why would you add me? I, but I did it on purpose, you know, mm. uh, I showed value and then I took off. So they have to chase and then they added me and then I added them back and then Nothing. I didn't, then they send messages on my, they watch my, here's the thing. Do you watch? <laughs> it's so fucking stupid and, and, uh, petty, but do you watch who watches your IG and you go, I, I used to a lot. Yeah. Did, now, do, do you think if so, obviously you can get on someone's IG by mistake because you can watch your friends and the next person you go on by mistake. But and so if you watch one video, that's not like watching all their videos, so it could be a mistake. But if they watch all your videos to the very end, they're either really interested in your life or they have some kind of weird uh, some attraction to you. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, interest already. Interest is the beginning of all of that. Yeah, like just, and I'm not. I don't mean interest in. Oh, like I'm interested in dating this person. No. It's interest in you. Like what? Like huh? This, yeah. He's interesting. Yeah. Huh. That helps a lot, as well. That can turn into. That, that can be the snowball that turns into this fucking like big avalanche. Yeah. You know, and then um, so with the going back to the thing, I had a similar experience with the the, the, the comic thing uh, or with the with the girl. And then they respond to your stories. Sometimes it's an emoji. Sometimes it's just like a haha or like little comment on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they do that, the only thing the comic has to do is literally be Ask like, hey, we should hang out sometime. 100%. Or like, hey, hey, when are you free? Yeah. Because they're saying because what women do is they that's that. Look. The way society is, it's they kind of shit on women for asking guys out. Still, Ron, do you believe any of this, or are you just thinking we're talking crazy? No, it. I. I. It's actually very logical. It makes a lot of sense. It's just hilarious how serious we're talking about this. No, it's very matter of fact. Yeah, because this is how life is. You. You have to break it down on paper yeah. for some people because 
Everything in life is a technique. Whether you do stand up, where you drive, where you pick up women, you cook, everything is an actual friendships, technique. Friendships, friendships too. Uh, relationships. Again, after you get them to maintain a good relationship, you know, you have to talk to someone that really knows about relationships. And that's solely different, totally different from the pickup part. You know, it's now a fruitful, healthy relationship. But we're talking to you. Uh, and to, we're talking to this conversation is no different from a therapist in a relationship therapy, but this is a therapist in picking up, but nobody would do that and, and, and promote that because it's almost against women almost, you know, it's, it's very, uh, it's like that movie hitch. It's like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, again, there's, there's been a few movies like hitch that there's, there's a, they're, they're, they're very surface on it because you can only go so deep in a movie, you know? Well, there's also the new digital age, which which has really, like, become a part of dating, right? Like, the texting, the social media. There's a lot of things that have changed the landscape of the pickup. Yeah, for sure. But the general... I think the general idea outside of the technology... Technology will always change, but the general idea remains the same, where you can't be the one... Um, you can't be the one just solely chasing the one person. You can't, you can't just, it doesn't work that way. It's a back and forth thing. You have to let them chase you. I feel like that was easier before like the internet. Before to, before Jesus, it was so easy. (laughs) All you did was take your club, right? A potato sack and you're married. (laughs) <laughs> no, seriously. And that that's how it was brute strength. That's what got women. Women were attracted to brute strength and I have a theory of why women like assholes. Um there's two theories about the two ideas, but the first idea about why women like assholes is like this. When a woman disses a guy and we and we get rejection, we don't call them assholes. You know what we say? Huh? Next one, right? We don't call them. We just that's mm. a girl. That's just a girl. When a guy rejects a woman, we're assholes because they don't have the they, their ego is so much bigger than ours, and they're not used to rejections. They go right away defensive assholes. They love assholes that reject them because they can't take rejection. Guys don't care about rejection because we're so used to it, and we don't even call them assholes about it. A woman has slapped me across the face and goes, "You fucking pervert," and I'm like, "Yes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I always do different things that it's kind of like doing a joke on stage. If it works, keep it. If it doesn't, don't do it. You can actually do that with lines and funny things, uh, pick up things and flirty things in life. They're bits too. They're actual bits. So your comedian set is no different from your life set. Your life set and going to work and how you get a raise and how do you get this is all a set. It's all practice and error. Women are so no different. The only difference why men, I believe, don't get a lot of women is because they don't go on stage enough. They don't try to pick up women enough. You kind of have to keep doing that and be... Look, you've been doing it for how long, uh, Mike? Two years? Two and a half. Yeah. So you got to go through more bombing than killing if you do it right. If you only kill for your first five years, you're just doing easy shows. You got to do the hardest shows so you don't feel no more. Like, I'm a numb person. I can go and bomb. I can. I, I feel nothing. I feel nothing. I, I can bomb straight up 
for like a good 35, 40 minutes and go on stage, I'd be like, mm, whatever, whatever. What, what, I've done it 10,000 times. This happens to be a shitty show. I'm not going to blame it on myself. That's how you should be when it comes to approaching women and being dissed because eventually you don't care because you know there's another stage, you know, and eventually it you get better at it because the confidence is something that they feel subconsciously that you only can get out of by trying it enough or you're just a natural confident person by nature, which is still, that's, they still work, right? Um can we watch the third, uh, the third video or the third uh, part? <laughs> I just want to, see, I want to see if there's anything else we missed. Okay. All right. <laughs> I haven't watched these in so long. It's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I said that. <laughs> this Markin. Welcome to Confessions of a Former Fuckboy Part 3. And today we're going to talk about something that I would say to a female that, that I'm already kind of dating. It has not been that long, but she likes me and likes being around me. Okay? We're not official. So what I would say is, Jennifer, what? What? Why do you want to date me? I just... Okay, I'm going to be honest. I, I just feel like I can't offer you as much as I want to because I think you're so great. I like you a lot. And I, I think you deserve so much better. So much more. Okay. <laughs> now she's going to have to come up with all the reasons why she likes me. She already knows a few reasons. But now, since she has to talk to me and tell me, she's going to say even more things on the spot. And she's going to believe them. And it's, and it's going to solidify the feelings that she already has, but make those feelings even stronger. Because of the extra things that she has come up with. Oopsie. Okay. <laughs> so, so here's the thing about that. Now that's a real thing. That that's happened. That's, that's happened to me in a real. Like my my girlfriend, this girl Jennifer, that I really, really, really cared for. And I thought she was an amazing. Her name was Jennifer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why coincidence? Because <laughs> I say Jennifer oh, yeah. shit in the video. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. my ex-girlfriend Jennifer lives in Guelph, Ontario. Honestly, she was an amazing person. Um, I was going to move to L I was I was uh, I was planning to move to LA. And then she wanted to move with me and she wanted to move her family and this and that and this and that. And I said, you know what? You don't want to do that. And this is true. I didn't even make this up because what you're saying is exactly what people say in real life that are honest too. You know, it's just you're saying it to make them like you more, you know, where I'm saying it to really cut her off, but it made her like me more, even though I didn't want it to happen. You know, I said, I don't think this can happen. Um, you know, I don't want you to take you away from your family. You're really nice woman and you're the nicest, one of the nicest people I ever met. And my lifestyle sucks for you because I travel so much and I hate the fact that I can't give you the time. And I really think that we should break up. And I think you'd, I'd be happy if you found somebody else that can give you all that stuff I can't give you. And she was like, no, we just work on it. And I'm like, no, I can't see you like this. I can't keep seeing you in pain whenever I'm gone and you're upset and this because look I'll try again I go no because she was trying that definitely made her like me more right so you're you're actually doing things that are real uh 
are that really do what the, the, you do say what guys really say in real life to people they do care about as well that really do want to break up with somebody but what you're doing is doing the same thing to make them like you more and fight for you more uh to keep them again you know but it's it, it, yeah. it, the set, the hard part is your conscious probably got to so that's why you stopped exactly yeah. i i stopped all that stuff uh because you know, it just, you're, you're lying. It's weird. You know, like weird. It, you're just it, living yeah, a it's lie. lying. And, and, and now that's why it's more the direct approach. Yeah. Direct approach. Cause there's pickup artists who will say, who will argue against that, that you have, you can't be like that direct, but I disagree. So being direct yeah. really filters out the shit. Cause I don't want to like the, I'm too busy to fucking waste my time playing these stupid ass games. It's either, you don't, you fuck with me or you don't. And sometimes if they don't fuck with you, they come back later for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't take it personally. It is what it is. You know, and I can just move on because there's always going to be another girl at the end of the day. Yeah, because here's the, the difference. The Your self-esteem has changed, too. You don't need to yeah. bang as much as you did before because you already did it. Proved yourself you could. Proved yourself you were attractive. Proved yourself that you can get girls that are outside of your league. And then you're like, you know what? I just want to bang girls. I just want a, a real good girl that works for me because you change. Bang a real good girl. Yeah, a real, good girl. A, a, a real good one. A good one. A, a one that fits me. Not a not not a girl that I just want to get for the challenge, you know? Because for ego purposes. Yeah, and, mm. and to to have sex with girls that. So was there a point where you banged us like you wanted this girl so hard, and then you've Ronnie so hard. <laughs> The word choice, so you wanted her so you hard. Wanted so hard. <laughs> so bad. No, no, so hard. That's that's more. Than, okay, I wanted her so hard. You never heard that okay. phrase? That's a maybe that's a Canada or Toronto phrase. Because no, no, everybody you says, say so hard. I've heard you say so hard before, and I die laughing. Yeah. And I realize now you don't realize we don't say that in America. No. I wanted her so hard. Yeah. No, it's I wanted her so bad. But but you shouldn't stop saying it because it, it's just fucking hilarious. No, but I, I'm just gonna keep it the way my lingo is. I don't. I'm not gonna yeah, change. Know, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna change just to bang you. Okay, um, oh. <laughs> I don't care whether you like my Lego or not, lady. This is who I am, and if it doesn't match, then we can't get together. You know, that's exactly. Wait, wait, I can, I can change. I can, I can adapt. Okay, fine. I just want to bang you for my ego. Um, <laughs> you ever want to go so hard? Yeah. I remember my ex said that to me. I miss you so hard, and I was just like, I just picture with her hard on. Like this. Yeah, yeah. I miss you so hard. Um, oh my God. Uh, like a crayon clit, you know what I yeah, mean? That's yeah, a, that's a yeah, big yeah. one. Ooh. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, so Steroids. you ever wanted a girl so hard and bad, right? Yeah. And then you finally got her. And then you were like, eh, uh, I have no attraction to her anymore because you already got her. And yeah. then you're like, why? Like, why the fuck am I not attracted to her anymore? And it's a difference between going for someone that you actually like and then wanting to be with them longer than just the, the challenge, right? So yep. is that where you're in the stage you're in right now? Yeah, because it got to the point where uh, the reason why I was going so so hard in the paint with the, the dating and stuff was because back then I didn't know what to do with my life and I didn't really like myself. So if I wasn't fucking girls for validation, I felt like a fucking loser and a piece of shit, you know? And But over time, you get used to that. And then I just felt like a piece of shit every time. So even when I'd bust a nut, right? I just like, you know, but when you, before I was like, Wah! you know, but then, then when I got used to it, I was just like, 
like, ah, like why post did you? Clarity. And then it went from that to like during when they would do stuff to me. Yeah, post not clarity. Then it happened. I started thinking like, what the fuck? While they were like, when there was a girl sucking my dick, I was looking at it. And I'm like, why would you suck my dick? I'm I'm broke. I'm a loser. <laughs> And I, I resented her almost. I was like, why would you do that? You know, like, I mean, it sounds like it sounds fucked up, but but I was like, dude, because I didn't like myself. I'm like, why would you suck this fucking rotten ass? Here's dick? a sick and sad part of this whole thing. Ronnie's yeah. laughing. No, uh, here's a sick and. <laughs> that was funny, though. Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie's laughing like a four year old watching boobs. This is like his face is just <laughs> giggling like a child. It's so hilarious. I love it. I feel like I'm on stage. I want to keep going. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um, it feeds me. Thank you, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love that you, while she's sucking your dick, you're just like, the fuck is wrong with her? There's something, there must be something wrong with her. Well, here, here's the fucked up dick. part I was going to say. More guys with low self-esteem problems and, hate, and ha- hating themselves get more women than men that respect yeah. themselves. Why? True. Because a man that respects himself doesn't want all the girls. He wants a specific girl that likes him and accepts him for who he is. So you're not, you're going to, you're going to filter a lot of shit. The guy that has a low self-esteem figures out how to bang so much, but it will never be as happy as the person that has a high, uh, higher self-esteem. Even though yeah. secretly the guy that has a higher self-esteem is jealous that this guy bangs more, you know, they're like, yeah. I wish I had a low self-esteem. You know, Louis C.K. had a great joke about to bang a lot, you have to be stupid. To yeah. to when you when you're smart, you don't bang a lot because you think too much. You know, I don't want this person to feel like this. I feel bad. I have guilt. When you're soulless, almost, it doesn't matter what you say. You can get where you want to get. And that's a lot of people are successful in comedy that way too. They just do whatever they want to do, steal jokes. You know, take personas that are not their persona, you know, cater to a crowd they don't really care about, but they know it works. That shit happens everywhere. So you are kind of like that uh, guy, but you, you, you kind of change. So Ronnie has to, in Ronnie's level... <laughs> You know, you have to go through to so clarify, many angles to, 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 to so stop. you a piece of shit. Let me clarify. I still felt bad, but the the need to prove something to myself would override that. But in the back of my mind, I was like, why are you fucking doing this? So I'll shove it down. So I was, I still, yeah. I still had a conscience, but it wasn't strong enough because well, I was, uh, you know, I was desperate. Yeah, well, a desperate. lot of people that have sex addictions also know how to get women without paying for them, you know? So they go to these, cl- they go to a clinic, they go to a, a rehab center of, Hey, I have a problem. I'm a sex addict. And I, and they're, and they don't really realize that they have the secret of actually getting women because of their sex addiction. Their sex addiction allowed them to figure out how to get any type of woman they wanted to because of the addiction. Where a regular guy that doesn't have a sex addiction is in shock and going, how the fuck did you figure that out? And you have no money. You don't have a career. You're a loser. You know, because a lot of losers I know bang the most girls. Like, they always say that hot girl that is with this loser fucking boyfriend that doesn't have a job and she supports. You always see that shit on Judge Judy and she's so pretty and this guy's a scumbag. The sad part is the scumbag knows how to get women 
a lot of scumbags know how to get women um, because it it also deals with a person that doesn't have a conscience. You know, the conscience. Well, here's the other side of that. Uh, if you don't mind me interjecting yeah. real quick, here's the other side of that. The other side is because they don't have money, they have to be. They have to learn all the psychological ways to keep her. Yes. Oh, someone who has money. Yep. He thinks all he has to do is provide, and he becomes a beta, beta male provider by just keep giving, keep giving with like material stuff, like housing, all that stuff. Which is a beta male thing. It's a beta male characteristic if that's all you're doing, because yeah. that guy also doesn't know how to have boundaries, and then, and then the girl starts to resent him. Like, why don't you stand up to me? Why are you giving me all this stuff? Like, why? Like, why? Even if she's saying one thing deep down inside, all women want a man. Who can put his fucking foot down, right? Mm. But these guys, then the guys complain like, but but uh, then 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 they do more of what they're doing. Yeah. And then the girl goes and fucks the alpha, who the fucking loser, just because she's so sick of him. But you can still provide without being a full blown bitch. Okay. Then what? But na- it, name yeah, some right? things that you can provide a woman that is not really necessarily money. You can provide her with. Uh, it goes back to like confidence, right? Being confident and charismatic and just, just being with her and being really present and not caring what other people think. So you could be out in public if you feel like, because, you know, I think a lot of guys, they want to make her dance or like, like twirl her, or just do stuff in the moment, but they're shy in public. Yeah. Or they want to grab her, pull her in, just like, just make out with her, like just deep as, as if the world doesn't exist and it's just them, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of guys suppress that because they're too self-conscious. But the mm-hmm. guy who, who, who's not worried about that who lives his life the way he fucking wants, will do that in the spur of the moment. And that makes her feel, that's like- Because that's all he's got. It's like, it's like, like my friend Dan. Remember the, the Filipino guy that, that, or Dan Ramos? The hat. Yeah. He doesn't have a money. He doesn't have a career, a great career happening. You know, he's not. But, and, and by the way, we're friends again, because he called me. So, um, but you know what? He's the first person- shit on it. <laughs> he's the first person to twirl his girlfriend- in the in the public, in front of everybody, you know, on, on Melrose, you know, he's about he'll dip her and kiss her. He will buy her the stupidest shit on the planet. Like he'll make a he'll in, if he can't af- afford a rose, he'll steal it. You know, if he can't afford a gift, he'll make it. You know, he, everything he does when he gives it to her, she sees more than the money. She sees the time and effort he took to make something for her, which is sometimes better than money. Unless you're a girl that really needs money, you know, there's most, most yeah. some women need giant cock or need a lot of money. Don't, don't date those girls, Ronnie. They're don't both. even date those girls. <laughs> um, I think I, I, I don't, I don't qualify for one of them. This is getting <laughs> grosser by the second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so now, now for you, Mike, starting yes. stand-up comedy you must be going this. Wow, this is another tool I could have used back in my heyday. Now, because uh, you're gonna you're gonna realize, and you've probably realized already, this is a great way to get women. It's an easier way. It's not. It's not just you know cold calling them and trying to pick them up. It's already the date has already happened when you get off stage. You know, all you need Absolutely to do true. is just go up to the 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 talking part. The you did all the work about the fun. She already emotionally is uh, there. You could just say, let's go out, you know? Uh, have you noticed that as soon as you started comedy or you didn't even, you, you're, you're more... Well, well, you know what's funny? The reason why I got into comedy and did my first open mic, even though I, I avoided it for years, is because that, that year where I was going extra ham with the pickup stuff, yeah. um, I knew 
especially for me, but all men, uh, it's, it's very true. Majority of men, the biggest fear is rejection from a woman. I don't care who the fuck you are. That is, they are more afraid to walk up to a girl they don't know and talk to mm -hmm. her. And I knew that. And me, because I defeated that fear, because I went, I, I approached every girl that was remotely attractive and started talking to her, trying to get a number and, you know, get dates and stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I got numb to it, right? Mm -hmm. So I knew, well, I was like, okay, well, since I defeated this, and that was my biggest fear that I finally conquered, stand-up comedy, I've always wanted to do it. So if I did that, it only makes logical sense to go for it. Yeah. Right? So then those... Mm -hmm. Pickup led me to right. stand up, actually doing stand up. And now, like you were saying, the stand up thing, like those two are so intertwined. Very the, the thing that got me to get girls was I would treat it like a show, right? You, when, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I mean, you're no, 100% better, sure. I'm not trying to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just whatever I say, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, I was, I would treat it as if it's like the same thing, it's like a sh it's parallel, it's like a show. You do so fucking, you're so with them and they're with you. Nothing exists anymore. That was like what pick with the girls. I would talk to them in the middle. I had friends throw paper airplanes and hit her in the head. Paper airplanes, on, and uh, right? Like, because they were around. They, threw, they folded a piece of paper, threw it at her head like a fucking asshole. And I didn't even acknowledge them. I acted like it was just us. And she was like, it was a girl I randomly went up to. She's like, and I was like, hey. And she's like, yeah, yeah. So she, come, she forgot because I... <laughs> was focused right yeah. like like kind of like a heckler that doesn't you don't need to address all hecklers and then me bringing them into my world my fucking reality those it's just it's such a similar concept and then being funny just having fun not caring like willing to bomb with jokes but because when you commit to a joke that bombs and you keep committing it and staying up there they don't care right like they're like okay they're still watching but if you're like oh then they're like oh i should feel that way too oh, same thing with the woman that and that that's what i learned from from all that stuff so it's really cool to see how both are combined. And the thing you said about being up there and then performing on stage. Yeah, it, it, it's like they'll hit on me now. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. I, I didn't really have before. I rarely got that. Yeah. So now it's kind of like for me, because I did jujitsu and MMA before comedy, that gave me the strength to do comedy. I go, if I could get knocked out and choked out and beat up in the gym, this would be nothing, you know? And I, and when I realized that it is it's not nothing it re, it's still painful and it's very hurtful oh, but yeah. because I'm used to pain through whatever my life went given me or went through jujitsu or whatever trauma in your life comedy was easier to deal with comedy is hard to deal with when you had everything you know comedy is hard to deal with to start if you're the the cool person. You 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 you're, you got everything in life. You never struggled because you'll get on stage, get and bomb you because it's inevitable, and you wouldn't know how to take that rejection. Where most of my comedian friends that started it when they bombed, they go, "It was better than my my fourth grade party. Nobody showed up." Like they really are like, "Man, how do you feel? You you bombed. My my dad didn't beat me up today, so that's that's pretty good. You know, like." Most comics are traumatized. That's why we go into it because we're trying to find a safe place where we're trying to find strength. You know, comics generally come from a torn, broken, and sad existence. Whether whether you, you're abused or not, you have a, a lonely existence and you're aching for some attention, you know? And then so you, you, you think you're shit. You want to make yourself better. That's why I got into jujitsu. That's why I tried to bang women that were out of my league. 
And then that's why I did comedy. And it doesn't even matter if you conquer all those three things. It's in with you to fix Ronnie. It's you, Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie, this whole thing was an intervention yeah. for you. Oh, okay. so, <laughs> I'm actually a therapist. Yeah, we want the <laughs> surprise, I'm not a comedian. surprise, surprise. <laughs> we want you to go out, start meeting some girls. This is the Shutter Island, right? And here. get out, Shutter get Island. out of, <laughs> get out of this tiny house you were staying in. No, I'm joking. Lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I have a question for you, Mike. So yes. you got so used to the rejection, right? So how how do you what is the follow up right after the rejection? How do you act? Do you do you even reciprocate at all? You know what I mean? Oh, you just make it kind of like a game. Like I don't you never get mad, never blame them, never nothing. Just like if they if they go like uh uh nah, he's like nah. and and I also try a little bit more and I'm like Okay, well, you know, it was really nice meeting you. I have a good day. Just, I'll just be cordial. I'm like, I can't get mad at them. And then there was sometimes where they'd be like, uh, uh. they'd be like, ew. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I thought it was so funny. I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, I didn't even do anything. She's like, get the fuck. I'm like, hey. And she's like, ew. And I laughed. Yeah. I didn't even touch her. I was far away, but it cracked me up because I turned it into a game. Like, how can mm. I get mad at that? It's just, it's fucking hilarious. It's like, wow, it's absurd how angry she got. When, when I didn't, I was just saying hi. So I, I just, that's how, at first it really hurt my feelings big time. I would sweat. I'd be like, oh, fuck, fuck. Like, What's wrong with me? Yeah. Fuck, it's because it's my eyes are too far apart. I know that's why. <laughs> my, my, my eyebrows are, I have thick ass eyebrows too. So I have a fucking weird face. But, but yeah, I blamed like everything about me. But after a while, you just, you, you can't blame anything because you get tired mm. of blaming it. Mm-hmm. Like you don't mm. even have the energy to blame it. You just get fucking used to it. That's if it. you woke up with a giant cyst on your head be, and the doctor says, if you remove it, you die, would you still approach women with that giant cyst on your head? And you have to be... If I remove it, I die? Yeah. So you have to keep it on yeah. there. Would you... It'd be harder to be that confident with this giant cyst on your head, but you would... What would you do? Would you still just go, fuck it, I have to? I mean, you kind of don't have a choice, yeah. right? So what would your... You either live or you die. So I know. So... With the cyst on your yeah. head and your approach of women, yeah. would you have to be extra conf- confident or would you actually talk about it as your introduction? Hey, me and my little friend would like to meet you. <laughs> no, 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 I even, I, <laughs> you just you put eyes on it. He really likes you. I, not me. This guy. Yeah, that's your in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh that's the, that's so the creepiest of all creepy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I if I squeeze it and, I, and then I, I, it pops, I die, right? So what if I say, you know what? Let me just go out with a bang because I need attention. So I'll say, hey, how are you doing? You, and I say hello to my little bit. <laughs> so you'd approach a girl. Yeah, I would, I would never put it. attention to it. I wouldn't even mention it. I wouldn't even act like it was a thing because I thought you had to mention certain things because as comedians, we feel like we have to address everything. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have to. There's certain things you don't need to address and you just, just talk. You just, again, that's how you bring so them into So they will see it, but because yeah. you don't address it and you don't care too much of it, they're almost like... I guess I shouldn't care about it. Yeah, it's like it's like this. It's like when you're dating somebody and then she, the times you talk to her the most is when she wants to argue and you argue back. Mm-hmm. She's gonna, you're teaching her to argue more because that's mm-hmm. when you guys interact. But if you ignore that shit, if you're just cool, calm and collected and you don't talk much when she does that, but then when she's like nice and, you know, in a good mood and, you, and then you give that attention you're teaching her, and that's what not even just women. That's a, that's people. You're teaching mm-hmm. them how to to interact with you, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's the same exact concept. Um, and then and then and then uh the, the whole repulsion thing about the guy not being that good looking. Right. Any guy can level up hardcore as long as like the internal game's on point. 
if the internal game's on point, that can go past a lot of shit. And the hot girl that gets what the alpha looking dude who has a lot of money, most of them are actually pussies. I know a lot of them. And, and, and this is, <laughs> I hear, I've seen this so many times. And, and then they leave that guy and then they end up come across the guy who's not the best looking, but who's still confident as fuck, who's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Then the girls. Yeah. And then they they cheat on you with the alpha again. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? They they always want that they can't get. They got the sweet, the guy that gets them, gets them emotional needs. And then they go, fuck this guy. I want a douchebag again. Like they're always like back and forth. It goes back and forth. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like when you date a girl, you like her when she dyes her hair every six months. So it's a new girl. Um, (laughs) I know. I know. uh, My ex's mom would do that. She said, she told me that. I know a lot of girls that would do yeah, that. She yeah, said she said, you know, it changes up my, my man. Yeah, for doggy style. So you when know? he did doggy style, she said, it's like he's fucking a different girl. <laughs> it is. And some, and some girls, you know, they get thicker in the, in the winter in Canada and it's like a new different girl. It's weird. Huh? It's like the, the, the change. Um, and that's the thing you, you kind of have to don't, don't, don't draw it. To, there's certain things you have to draw attention to. Like, let's say you can't get it up. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't just go you bring that up in the shove first it in soft <laughs> and just rub it on her. He goes like, "That was great, was it?" You know, you, you you can't. That's something you have to adjust. If you have a tiny penis, they don't care either. If you don't care either, yeah, you know, they just whatever. It's it works, you know. But uh, certain girls, there's even even if they're size queens, they'd be like, "If you don't care about it, I don't care about it." Like they're, 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 so a lot of Asian guys that are, uh, are not confident with their dick sizes. Honestly, they don't give a fuck about it unless it's a size queen. And in that case, you don't want her anyways. That's not for you. Not, you're not for everybody. Everybody is not for everybody. Some guys are like, man, that, that girl hurt me because, and, uh, uh, that, that girl, you know, goes, some girls don't even, uh, give a shit about looks. So what's the difference? It's a, it's, it's, it's a real confidence thing and who you are. And, and, and you got to work on stuff outside, I think. Uh, what makes someone attractive is a person that loves who they are and, mm-hmm. is, and, and knows what they want and has level-headed. That's very confident to me. That's, I mean, that, that to me is very attractive. Also weak and sad and, and, and crying in a corner. That's, <laughs> that's, so hot. that's hot. Um, hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what is your new, if you had to give Ronnie advice okay. uh, as, a, as a new kid, 25 years old, starting to dating, starting the dating yeah. scene. I just started dating. Uh, like I've never even talked just to started dating. Oh, you really he's, just started he's, dating. He's, oh, I no, thought no, we were no, playing, no, playing like a game a bit this we whole are. time. No, no, no. We kind of are. We kind of are, but, but also, <laughs> so it, but there is truth in you uh, just starting. Well, Ronnie, I, I'm, I'm sure you, mm. you, you're you obviously date women. I'm just saying you're 25. Uh, there's always good advice from people that have been around longer than you, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying what, what kind of advice would you give a guy like Ronnie who is, you know, a great guy, uh, you know, uh, what to be direct, to go out, like, you know, like what would be a, a good way to start meeting That's my girls? angle. I would say, yeah. uh, I can already tell, you know, I, I just met you, but I can already tell from your vibes and, you know, uh, the, the way you are that you, you can get trust pretty easily from the girl and you, um, cause you're comfortable, like, cause you have this like chill vibe about you 
Like your eyes don't your, your eyes don't say that you're like a fucking snake or anything. I can I can read eyes and stuff, right? So his dick doesn't say that either, by the way. That that what he's he's it's not a snake. Not a snake. It's oh, not a snake. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. It yeah. doesn't peel. Oh, that's good. It's always nice when you're Filipino and you don't have psoriasis because a lot of Filipinos <laughs> have shit. Only during the summers. Only during the summer. Then then it peels. But uh, yeah. yeah, um, I. I would work on. He's a good vibe, good kid. Women like would already go. This guy's a nice. guy. I feel like they would definitely laugh at things you say because they want to laugh with you. Mm. You know, because you have a good smile. You have, you know, you're you're, you're pleasant. But uh, I would again. This is just like just whatever. Assuming shit. I would work on um, being more direct and mm. not being too jokey at times because that was my problem. At like, it's good to be funny, but what's if you a joke bad example? Every, I mean. What's a good it'd example be like, of being? It'd be like uh, if she's if she's like, "What's your favorite uh, sex position?" Position at that point, you should be you don't, you don't need to be like serious. still joking. You can be serious, you know. Like, but I used to joke about everything because I got nervous. I would sabotage mm. myself. So, what's your favorite sex position? Oh, you know the one where uh, my dick looks bigger, <laughs> or just like always joking. But uh, I see. Uh, just just knowing when to kind of chill out on being a clown, mm-hmm. right? Because well, the difference between being a clown and being like a charismatic funny guy is a guy that knows when to chill and not always put on the performance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, that was, that was my problem that I had to go through. So if that's, if that helps. But here, um, yeah. Where, uh, so during the pandemic and during quarantine, maybe for you, maybe I'll ask you how you have gone through maybe the day. I don't know if you're dating anybody, but like, if if you were going to give advice to someone that was trying to date during a lockdown, what are their options? Really, really um, online dating because everybody, it was like, it was funny because they're like, oh my God, you don't wear a mask. You don't wear a mask. You, you meet people. Oh, like they, people would shit on you. But those uh-huh. same people that would do that on social media were fucking people. Like it felt like, it felt like the, the prohibition days of like, where you can't drink alcohol, but like you had beer barons and stuff, but everybody's delivering yeah. beer to each other and just fucking each other. Right. So <laughs> yeah. on the, the online dating aspect, and then actually you can still meet people in public. Mm-hmm. Like, but like I got, uh, I got a girl's number cause we were just talking pleasantly in line. And this is when we still had to do the mass shit when it was still kind of like heavy with that at a UPS, UPS line, just talking normally. And then you vibe and like, Hey, we should like hang out or something. Now, now, now I will say mm-hmm. that one, that one didn't, go all the way there but you know the fact you that you get the number the, the, huh i just i was just like okay here's a good tip so i love doing this don't have stupid shit where you have like a pre-programmed uh, a statement you're gonna say or question to everybody don't do that what i what's what i think is great is you notice something and you have a thought about that mm-hmm. just just say it just say it example example so the example would be what did i say there i said oh i was looking at her and then she didn't have a a package but i had a package to, to uh-huh. return but of course everybody goes to ups for multiple reasons but for me i i'm just thinking from my world so i'm like okay well she's not returning anything so i was like, I was like hey where's your uh are you returning something she's like yeah yeah i am actually and i'm like oh where's, where's your stuff because i got this big ass lamp right here and i don't see anything on you and she's uh, like <laughs> and she's like yeah oh it's, it's in the car with my with my sister i was like oh, oh okay yeah blah blah and i just it started from there it's just that's just normal the conversation yeah. Yeah, just normal. And now and, you're and talking. I was literally just trying to talk, it, just talking. Yeah. yeah. And to tell you the truth, you do it all the time to people you're not attracted to. Yeah. 
that, that you may leave and then not knowing they were, they were attracted to you right after the conversation. Here's an example. I was at an audition. This girl was looking through this teen magazine, and I started making fun of her. I had no attraction to her. Didn't even want to do it. It was just me being me. I was just like, wow. Uh, you know, you, I go, you, if you're getting advice from a teen, you know, teen book, blah, 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 blah. And I just started making fun of her. And she's like, no, I just want, I just want to look, read it, you know? And I just kept making fun of her as a joking way. Then after I go, hey, take care. Later, my friend goes, yo, that girl asked me if I knew you and wanted your number or wanted your, your contact. And so uh, I goes, she would want to, here's her number. If you want to call her or here's her IG, this is like 15, 20 years ago. It wasn't IG, it was like Facebook. And after... I still wasn't attracted to her. She was a very pretty woman. She was like a mixed. And I was like, nah, wasn't really attracted to her. If I was, I would still have to keep that same persona because that would have got her. If I was attracted to her I, at that time, I could have said something different. I could have said something that was too forward, something that she can tell I was too desperate. So you almost have to act like you don't like them even though you do because the same way you treat a person you don't like may attract them to you because it happens all the time so you kind of have to just i guess fake this whole conversation <laughs> it, that's almost what it's happening you know what's happening like in that lineup of ups you're faking a conversation as if you know it was a natural i just interested in what you're doing here yeah as if she was an ugly person, a person you weren't attracted to, but you do the same exact thing yeah. to make them feel you're not attracted to them, but you're still opening the door. Well, you still have that type of conversation you would normally have, but of course, um, <clears throat> yeah, you still want to be genuine, as genuine as, as, you, as you can, but Ron is right about that because if they can sense that desperation from you, then, then it's pretty much game over. But that just comes with practice of just talking to people in general. So yeah, uh, you, have to, you, you should yeah. not be scared to lose anybody. Yeah. And just talking like you yourself. Know. That's the most important thing. Like, don't try to talk like anybody else, but you. And if, and if, if yeah, you vibe so with I, them, yeah. just because here's the thing a lot of guys do. It's like, just because they're attractive, I have to make sure the conversation goes smooth. And then I get the number. You think mm -hmm. like that, it's already done. You know, mm -hmm. so uh, what's the best thing? Being you have a conversation and then you don't really like it's like hard to have a conversation. Don't keep trying to get a number. Fuck it. Just be like, OK, have a good day. Just because she's hot. Who cares? Right. Yeah. And yeah. that 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 by doing that, you being you being the one disengaging gives you the power. So you don't feel like you're in scarcity mindset and you're giving all the power to, to the woman, the, the woman that you find attractive. Because that's what I, I used to give all the power to them. And I'd be like, oh, my God, if they don't like if I don't ask you the number, I'm a fucking loser. It's like, but why? Well, I don't even want I don't even like them. We don't even go along. Why the fuck does that matter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but it just takes time. You know, it's a lot of fucking up just like stand up. That's the beauty of it, man. Stand up is so fucking beautiful for that. Well, what, okay. And now for, for me, let's say like the set I did last night where you, you used, it was a great set. Yeah, it was great. It was uh, great. Yeah. Could I have picked up a girl after that set? Oh yeah. Dude. There was a lot of hot chicks there. You could have, you for dog. Okay. You crushed the hardest the whole, the whole night. It wasn't the same after you left. Okay. Nothing against the other comedians after, you know, they still did, they did great, but you, you crushed too hard. Like, honestly, like you should have had, like you should have been fucking, you should have finished it. Well, I mean, I don't know why they would put me there anyways. And with the, and I, I'm not even saying I'm a, this is what it is. I've been doing it for 25 years. Of course I'm going to crush if I, and I do it religiously and I, and I'm a very big a student in comedy. So I don't care if you've been doing it 25 years as well. If you don't work as hard as it, as I do, you're not going to crush this. It's not, it's, it's math to me. It's that, that's what I do. Mm. And I don't know why they put me after, uh, before that girl, because I heard she was new. She's very new. I'm like, 
Yeah, I'm like, why? Like, I, in my head, I'm like, I guess Felix doesn't know that you can't do that. And the energy difference is very different because when I produce shows, I think about what's the difference in energies. Because yeah. hers is, you guys are on a completely opposite, like, ends of, completely opposite ends of the spectrum. You can't follow that when you, unless you're Dave Chappelle and you're already known, and you talk yeah. that like quietly and slow, it's near impossible. It's not. No, because right? my, my, I'm not a high energy physical act. I'm a high energy voice act. Yeah, you so project. I'm like, huh, 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 huh. but my body's still still where Dane Cook and Joe Coy are like this yeah. with the voice too. Yes. It's only, it's very close to a musical act, you know, where there's performing high level performing acts and it's a different part of your brain that's stimulated than just a voice on its own. So to go after someone with a high energy and a low voice You'd have to be obviously someone famous or have specific jokes that are slow that pop so hard, right? But that's only someone that can do it for 20 years. Experience can do that, you know? So the lineup should have been switched. I was like, why like why is Brian going on first? He's the he's the best writer of the whole fucking show. It's just you know, but either way, I hope I I I I heard the the show was uh, the, the big guy was good. He was really good. But yeah. If I got off the stage, then what would you say I can I should I could say to somebody that I wanted to pick up? Like, what would you what would you if you could go into my body yeah. and go, okay, this is what I'm going to do to pick up girls right now? What would you do? <laughs> and we're talking after the show ends, right? Yeah, because yeah. not during the show. After the show, I would I would literally would you wait by the bathroom like a pervert. <laughs> no, what I would do is this: I would two things. It could be two things, and you could actually do that um, the whole night. One, I would just talk to the friends in the little group, and there's always going to be some girl that really is like, oh, you're so funny. And then and I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, what's your name? And then kind of start a conversation, and then if I, if I like her. You're on the one that compliments. That compliments, and then talking to her and talking a bit, and then, then the girls are watching like that want to talk to you but are shy, but see that you're talking to an audience member, then they're going to like it. They might get more courage. Or, and then you can go from that to like the one you really want. And so let's go hang out. And just, just be like, like, Hey, Hey, you know, thank you for coming. That's the best way. Right. Cause it's like, Oh, thank you for a smoke screen. Hey, thanks for coming. Like you, <laughs> I saw you like you're, especially if you, she was laughing. Cause I did this yeah. before. It was like a real thing. Like dude, you were laughing so hard. It really made me feel good. Like, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. And then he's like, yeah. Oh my God. You were like the funniest. <laughs> and then, you know. And like, we should, we should. I go, did uh, you pee your pants? I always say that. Did you pee your pants? Because I like that. That's a good one. See, that's a good one. <laughs> I right love, I, I like I'm that. not even joking. I say that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I go, did you pee your pants? Because that's my favorite. And they laugh. Because yeah. I always talk about vagina indirectly. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it, it, it already sets the tone of we're not going to be friends. We're, we're more than friends. Yes. And what I say. Because yeah, I'm joking. I like, when I'm, like one girl I came up to last week. It was in, uh, in the comic club. And after in San Diego, I go. We we're outside because you like the show. It's like, yeah, because I loved it. It was so funny. I'm like, I go, yeah, let's go back in. It's so hot out here. My, pan, my I go, it's it's dim sum in my pants right now. <laughs> dim sum in my pants. <laughs> and then she started laughing. <laughs> and I go, and she was just like, that that looks so funny thinking about it. But I I, I get it because it's dim sum in my pants too. I go, I have a shoe. My you probably have a hargau in yours. And she started laughing because she's ha- she was half Asian. And then we just started hanging out. But if I don't joke around in a weird, sex, sexual, cute way, they don't know that 
I'm into that. Yeah, I I do. I like doing the same thing as you too. Like food is the best way, right? Dude, I mean, like, dude, yeah. like, I mean, I could bring the the horchata. You could bring the taco. We could just eat it together. Like, I, that's how I get the Latinas yes. and shit. And mm, then yeah. something I will say sometimes too is it, this is not the sexual thing, but I'll be like, dude, you 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 were laughing so hard, like you literally healed my childhood trauma. Like I'm like healed now. <laughs> like you're my therapist. Like I just want to like I just want to <laughs> that, 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 yeah. that didn't work when I said it. I said, you know what? You laughed so much. You hurt. You healed my high school trauma when i was raped like that, <laughs> that didn't work and she just stared at you yeah like I, like you yeah it was so great like okay, i, I yeah. forgot my here's, dad stuck a pinky on my ass and said hey do you love me here's another line i use so and this is actually a fun episode because yeah, these, these are real lines you can use i go i go this Speaking of dim sum, we should go. I know this late night dim sum place. There's no late night dim sum place. They're all afternoon. But I just say that, and then we go to after you say that your pants feel like dim sum. You say it's called Segway, (laughs) Ronnie. If if you understand what a Segway is in comedy, (laughs) yeah, you understand how this works. Yeah, it's just really appetizing. After after you said that, you're you're totally getting this the wrong way. You're getting hungry. (laughs) They're teaching you how to get women. All of a sudden, Ronnie's stomach's hungry. I'm thinking about actually eating dim sum. Cause that's yeah, all I'm he, interested he, in. I know. Peking so, duck right now? Damn, man. That'd be so good. That's what I said. So I go, speaking, like, because I said dim sum in the past, I go, speaking, it doesn't, there's an amazing place. We got it. I'm hungry. Do you want to grab some food? And then she'd be like, yeah, yeah, cool. I go, here's here's another one I add on top. She says, yes, cool. We could do Lady lady in the Tramp with a piece of rice. <laughs> that's that's a good. good one. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. So that means we're going to kiss. Right yeah. Away. And you're yeah. playing off the whole, like, yeah. like the, the Asian food thing where I am Asian, but let's have fun with there, right? Because, like, you could, I would do the same joking thing with, uh, with the, the stereotypes. Like, literally, you know, if they say, oh, you get small dick, whatever, right? Because that's stereotype. Asian guys, small dicks. They say that, right? So, what mm-hmm. I would say well, is. Well, I tattooed a pamphlet on Asian dicks right beside my dick, so she <laughs> won't, won't forget. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be like this. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's uh, statistically proven. Yeah, so, for, yeah. for me, I would say, uh, but yes, I mean, like, I'll, 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 dude, my dick is, my dick is fucking small. Like, it is. And they're like, what? Is it? They're like, why is he, why is he saying it like that? Why, like, you know? I'm like, yeah, my dick's fucking tiny. Like, it's so, so it's when so you show this, not as small as they think. Well, but here's the thing: they're already thinking about my dick because I'm saying that. And then I said, yeah, it's <laughs> so fucking, it's it's so small. I have to scissor girls. <laughs> so why? I have to them like lesbians, you know, like yeah, but I, it, it can't be that small when you joke around it because when if it is really that small, then they'll be like, oh fuck, it's true. Well, no, well, here's the thing: they wouldn't go, oh fuck, they'd be like, oh, it is true. He wasn't lying. But the point of that okay. is, he's I'm not a liar. To, it, it, yeah, I'm not a liar. But it does multiple things. It, what it does is, it shows that I'm able to take a stereotype that really is negative and hurts Asian guys, and then frame it in the mm. way where, mm. like, I don't give a fuck, and it's funny, and I, I own the stereotype. They, they think that's confident and sexy, and then, I, and then I turn to a sexual thing, like, yeah, dude, like, like uh, I, I scissor girls. Oh, we're t- gonna have the scissor. Like, we might have the scissor. You're empowering small that. dicks. Yeah. You should use it. It fucking works all the time. I swear to God. Yeah, but here's the thing too. Um, the fact that you called your own small dick out if she was a size queen so she knows what she's going into now so she won't be so fucking upset if it is not what she wants. Mm. But here's the thing. If you're a girl that goes for an Asian dude, expect it. And if it's not there and it's bigger than you think, then great for you. But if it's not, hey, we already told you. You already know. So at least there's no surprises. Yeah. The worst thing is when you pick up a girl and say my friend who's Chinese-Jamaican but he looks more Chinese – Right, he has more. Uh, he's he looks like me, but darker, and he has a small dick. But he tells everybody he's like four inches hard. 
And he's like this. He tells every girl he's nine inches because he's half black. <laughs> and then so, because the Asian side took over and, and it, it was a small deck. And this guy tells straight up he's nine. And he goes, yeah, by the time they fucking fuck me, man. They're like, what the fuck? He's like, eh, it's in the inside now. And I go, yeah, but don't aren't they disappointed? He's like, don't care. It's too late. No, he, no, he's right about that because as as soon as they're already in the room, it's just it's just like well, they're like fuck it. I'm already horny. You're already here. You know, like why not? Yeah, let's just do it. That's how it always is. Yeah. So, but it's so weird because you're like, yeah. wouldn't you be embarrassed of that? He's like, no, man, whatever. I don't give yeah. a fuck. I just, whatever I do, whatever to get women, I'll do. I don't recommend doing that, but if that works for him. <laughs> that's, that's a ballsy great. move. It's a ballsy that's move, a but ballsy it's also move. it's kind of. I don't know. I feel like if you talk like that, then you're going to start making more white lies. And before we know it, you're just going to lie more about others. There's other no stuff. longevity Honest, in that. There's not longevity. Yeah. yeah. So to me, no. I think authenticity and honesty is always, is always the best bet. Like honesty, including your humor. If you think that shit's funny, then great. Cause if she doesn't, if she doesn't think I'm funny, I can't even get hard. I'm like, you don't think I'm funny. Like if a girl thinks I'm <laughs> hilarious, I get so hard. It's like Viagra to me. You know, like if uh, mm-hmm. dirty talk, I don't want For sure, don't, don't, don't tell me how big the dick is. Just be like, you're so funny. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Like, you killed it at the show. I'll get, I'm like, fuck, really? And I feel safe. I feel safe. So I get hornier. <laughs> if you finally pick up, you pick up a girl, uh, whether it's on the comic club or it's in the UPS or Ronnie, where would you pick up a girl? Uh, I, I guess outside your house that you see at the bus stop, whatever. Yeah, so mailman. You, you, go in, mailman. you go on a date. You go on a date. Right? Are you are you chivalrous? Are you do you pull up the chair, or do you just more casualize it as a as a depending on if it's a coffee date or a dinner date or a lunch date? I go for the coffee at the lunchtime because you don't know what you're going to get into because you may not like the person, and it's a good way to say, "All right, well, I got to go." Right, it was only a coffee date. If it's a lunch date, you kind of have to invest a little bit more time. And you may not, and if you may not like her, you may have to stay an extra hour. Now, the dinner date, I wouldn't go for at all, even though a lot of people do love dinner. I don't like that. If it doesn't go well, you got a whole night, and it's really bad when you go. I got to go right now. Where at least the lunch and the, the coffee is like, yeah, you got it. Still early. You probably have work to do. You know, yeah. uh, what is even your go to dinner, lunch, or coffee? Wait, are you asking Ryan as a first date? I'm asking you, uh, oh, Kim, Mike. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I prefer a quick thing like like a tea, coffee. I don't really drink coffee, but I say let's get coffee and they have tea there. Or I go for the drink at night if I know mm-hmm. that, um, like I want to get to know them, but also I can leave easily. But at the same time, yes. it's in a more romantic setting if I feel like I think I want to kind of smash, you know? So right. and and the drink is cheap. Like I'm not trying to take you to dinner. Like that's so, it's disgust. It's di- I I'm disgusting. I chew with my mouth open. You know I forget yeah, you, they're there. You and Ro- you and, and and Jason Cheney eat like fucking savages. <laughs> this is like rice comes out here and there's a fucking half of meat and you're like it's disgusting. Yeah. So how is the sauce in our? Like it's it's so Asian people Asian men eat yeah. like fucking pigs. Yeah, we do. There's a hair up here. There's a fucking rice up here. Yeah. You know, we're just not, the etiquette is totally different. Asians eat like it's their last meal before death row. That's how we eat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We just shove shit in our pie hole. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Asian women do it at home, but in public, they learn not to. Yeah. Asian women are are just like Asian guys. They eat, they fart, they eat like, like, oh Oh, yeah. They do that shit. Oh yeah. 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 
Yeah, I hate, I hate eating on dates. It's, it, and then you, it's hard to talk. I don't like any of that. I don't like it. And I don't want to pay yeah. for some shit. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll pay for a drink. I don't, I, I, but the buffet is the worst on the first date. You get stinky. You went to a buffet? Like, buffet first date? First no, I've I, I never. <laughs> Imagine going to the crab places on the first date. The boiling like, crab? Did it? That, that's actually fun. It's a fun. Th- that's actually better than a buffet because at least yeah. you're laughing and like this is so weird and because it's not really a yeah. typical. It, it's like, hey, eating, eating. It, it, eat this, eat it, <laughs> and then you know it's kind of sexual. With that. <laughs> you know, you know what's yeah, good yeah. is like yeah, the it, Korean barbecue or the hot pot. It's like activity as your first date. Yeah, because it's like no. You, 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 okay, here's one thing I have about that Korean barbecue is stinky and messy, but it does. Th- make you realize if you want her as a wife because if she burns the food you, <laughs> that's it you know you're, you're actually watching her cooking culinary skills and you're, you're like <laughs> you did the steak perfectly girl it's okay it's okay you'd be a perfect wife you know yeah, you get a second wifey date. material I, I think a second date would be the dinner or something like a, 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 a something you both can share together after the first date works the, the coffee, the fast drink, the tea, then you'd go bring them to a date date. And that could be this, that is the, I say go for the sex on the second date because sometimes when you, you make it, you, you wait too long, people lose an interest too. Both people can lose an interest. I've seen it too many times. Mm-hmm. And some people that go, no, we have to wait for two weeks. Dude, sometimes you're just like, that's like waiting for another open mic. I can't. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I have to get on stage unless she's somebody you've known for a long time, and you oh, get your friend. You know, it's a totally different. Yeah, yeah that's very that's like, very yeah, different. Because yeah. if it's just somebody that's just uh, uh, like a regular date, whatever, she's doing that because she wants to see if she can she can control you in that sense. That's just what it mm. is. Is you gonna listen to me like that? And um, that's why it, it is good to go for. Uh, you got to go. You got to go. And you got to at least go for the kiss. You have to at least go in for the kiss. Would you go first date kiss all the time? I used to smash on the first date all the time. Like I, every time I, I planned it all out. I knew how to do it. Um, but then the problem with that is then all I'm thinking about is trying to fuck her the whole night and then like put on, put on that, the whole performance. Mm. And then I don't know anything about her. Like mm. period. I don't know if we actually vibe that well, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's why now but, but, I don't really but, do that. But you do things that subconsciously make her horny. Of course. But at the same time, while still being me. Okay, yeah. so what are the things you do subconsciously to make her things you do consciously to make her subconsciously feel horny? Oh, I like what is I like it? doing this shit. Like, um, uh, I, first date. We're talking first date. Yeah, like, first we're, date because I'm going still for, I'm still yeah. trying to break the touch barrier in a yeah. fun, playful way, so that we're used you to touch touching. the shoulder a lot, back and shoulder. Uh, like 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 the hand a little bit, or I'll be like like that if we do that. But a great one for a great a great way to do that is is, is I'd be like, oh my god, you just you just oh god, I feel so I feel so connected right now. It's, it's crazy that. That you like green too. Just I'll do this, and she I like this. I'm like, and she's like, what are you? I'm like, hand hug. Give me a hand hug, and then she'll go in for the hand hug, and then we'll like, like you know whatever hand hug like that, and I'll be like, I'll be like, okay, hold it there, hold it there, and I won't say shit for like ten seconds sometimes. Just <laughs> and, then she, and then she's smiling the whole time. She, she's like, she's like, what the fuck is going on? And she's like. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, shh, shh, just give me a second. Give me a second. I just came. Yeah, right. And then and then and then and then I'll let go and I'll be like, thank you so much. Or I'll go from that to 
a lot of times I'll, I will go to the actual. So how does that get them horny? For you? <laughs> how does that move make them horny? I mean, it's not like a direct horny, but the fact is from there you're holding. And then I already, I, I, I calmed both of us down to like a baseline level of just that. So we, right, right there that we were like almost meditating. Like all she's thinking about is this. She's not thinking about anything else. She's thinking about me and her and like, what's going on? And just super focused in, in silence. So she's not thinking. So I, I literally would do that. That will last up to like, 15, 20 seconds of just, what's going on? Huh? What are you doing? And then everything I say from there on is like, she's paying attention to everything I, I say. Like, I want her over in that sense. Because if she's willing to do this, though, that's a great shit test to see. Is she down for you? See, yeah, I, I don't do that, but I do the the touch thing. So, what, so we're eating. Yeah. And I and then and then she's I go let me, I grab her. <laughs> it's all this this is the way it's all stupid but it works. It's jokey, yeah. stupid, dumb shit. So she'll be eating. I go, can I have a piece of that? And she's like, it looks really good. She's like, yeah. And then she she goes, oh, do you want me to cut you? And I just take her fork and I go like this. <laughs> <laughs> I goes, you know what? And then and then uh, if she laughs then i go she's cool with it yeah. you know she's cool with because that's my mouth now yeah it's like i have to like show that we're gonna exchange some germs here whether it's the hand germs or the mouth mm -hmm. there's an exchange of of touching or liquids in some fucked up way then they're like it's a fucked up way. yeah could be no because they go i guess i could sleep with him because it's, <laughs> it's a that's a pg version of sex you're you're trying to do a bunch of pg versions of sex that's hilarious. You know, where it's like safe, it's not sex, but there's an exchange of dirt somewhere. True. Hand dirt, Hand dirt. face dirt. No, it's weird. You you touch their legs. I I do like I go because I play the doctor more than the dater. I play this. You have incredible legs. I mean, I mean, not even I'm not even being a pervert about this. I'm sorry, but I just like they're perfect. And then and they're like, oh, thank you. Right, I go, and then somewhere through the night, I'm like somewhat touching it and just say showing, a, like, kind of uh, complimenting the the texture of it, and 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 if they laugh, then I feel that there's more of an a, a, a door open towards more, you know. But yeah. it's all safe, neutral parts. I'm not going to touch their thigh. It will be like the the like. The knee, the knee area, somewhere. elbow. Elbow yeah, is one of the safest places yeah. you can start with. Around elbow, yeah. shoulder. Here's, you don't start here, Ronnie. Don't go. <laughs> I, lo I love your shirt. Don't do this. Right? Don't do this. Yeah. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. right? don't, Thank do you. don't go this. I love your eye and poke it. You can't do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but neutral parts. And then if they don't flinch or back or... It's just a weird, you just feel the vibe of what you're doing. And then it's either you back up or keep going. That's how I, because you can't talk about, it. it's a vibe thing. A lot of people, a lot of guys I know, even me, when you, when you first start dating in your teens, you will say things that you shouldn't say. Like, is it okay if I do this? Is it okay if I do this? Because you don't know the vibe. You just have to feel the energy if it's good or bad. When a guy wants a relationship, chances are no girl wants him. <laughs> he just smells like it. Just yeah. Like, Ugh. The you desperation. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Even if you go on Tinder, they could be attracted to you and, and match. You can fuck it up big time just for your first line. What is your first line when you match? 
when I match, oh man, dude, I, I haven't really been on it lately because I just I fucking hate it, you know. Yeah, but what would you say as um, a first line when you? I would, I would just fucking straight up. Well, the last girl I matched with, I just said that uh, she was this black chick. She had like five different hairstyles. Every uh-huh. photo, five photos, every different one was hairstyle. Like, so you do look at the photos. I look at the photos. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, you got, you got, um, you have more hairstyles in five photos than I had in my whole life. And she's like, ha 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 ha. And I just went straight to, uh, I was like, all right, what's your number? Because I don't want, I, I just hate the <laughs> online dating. Yeah, because yeah, I, 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 I used to do the whole conversation thing, and I was like, you know, I'm tired of that shit. I don't give a fuck. So I said, what's your number? And she was like, yeah. uh, you have a lot of gumption. I appreciate that, but you need to ask if you you need to ask nicer. And I was like, man, that's stupid shit. So I was like, oh my god. I was like, I'll play the game. I said, okay. Uh, I'll change that. Victoria, what's your number? And she's like, you can have to try again. And I was like, oh my god. I was getting more annoyed. I said, fine. Victoria, can I have a number? And she said, you can have to try again. I unmatched her. <laughs> I unmatched her because I was like, I'm not gonna play that stupid shit. I'm done yeah. with that. But here's the funny thing. Then she ended up. Cause she remembered my, she definitely checked my Instagram. Then she found my email, and oh she my messaged God. me saying, "Saying, hey, are you serious? That was, that was cold. That was a subject. That was cold." <laughs> and then she said, "You, I was just joking. I was just kidding around. You can't really tell through text." And then I said this. I was like, "Okay, what's your number?" Exchange <laughs> <laughs> your number, and then we hung out. <laughs> That's oh you know what I mean so the, the online dating thing I'm just kind of like ugh. I mean there's so many different ways people do stuff Cause, but to me honestly I just feel like it's already if they're into you because yeah. of your looks it's so it's so superficial it's they can't feel yeah. like charisma yeah it's hard yeah. to tell it's hard it's hard they can hear yeah. their voice Especially they see my just, fucking face it, they're gonna hear hello well, the Asian guy yeah I got a deep ass voice. Okay, here. Okay, okay. Let's all do this. Is this is what we're gonna do for our last thing because we have to I have to leave soon. Okay, okay. we're going to Laugh Factory today. Um, are you going to Laugh Factory tonight too? Are you on? No, I'm not on. I never. Do you want to yeah. roll down? Are, are you going to roll tonight? down? Or do you wanna, I'm going. I'm picking up Dan Ramos. So if you want me to pick you up on the way down, you wanna, if you want to head down there. Okay. It's up yeah. to you. What time? All right, I'll pick you up after this. After, okay. uh, well, I'll, I'll pick you up. Uh, where are you at again? I'm in uh, uh, Harbor City, which is close to Long Beach. Okay, so I can actually just, no, I can just meet you there. Yeah, just, I'll just meet you. Yeah. Just meet me there. Yeah, 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 be, yeah, yeah. be there at seven thirty. Okay, seven thirty. Okay, here's our last thing before we go. This is the voice that girls hear from all of us, from all of our faces. I'll do Ronnie's voice, and then Mike's voice, and then you do my voice, and then you do Ronnie's voice, and Ronnie, you do my voice, and then you do Kim's voice. Wait, wait, uh, wait. Voice. Whose voice am I doing? So you have to do. We all have to do each other's voice. Okay. This is what a woman, a white woman, hears from our voice from our face profiles on dating apps. Okay. This is what, when do your face, what, what kind of face do you have Mike on your dating app? Do it. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> so this is the voice that a hot white girl hears. Hello. I'm here to date you. Cause I have no luck on women. My mother say I'm a piece of shit and I have a small dick. So peace, love and Buddha. Okay. So, Ronnie, show your face on Tinder. Okay, what's your face on Tinder? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I love that one. I love that one. Can you do it? Oh, oh, oh. I'm about to come, so please touch it. Please touch it. Okay, that's what they hear. Okay, now, uh, I Mike, do, do my... Okay, okay. Here, this is my voice. This is my face on, on Tinder. 
Okay, okay. I used to go to after school programs. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh god, it's so creepy, dude. Yeah. Okay, bro, do Ronnie's. Okay. Give me I need your face, dude. Right. Do another yeah, face. Okay, me a different one. face. Did nice. you smell that? <laughs> <laughs> okay so ronnie your turn yeah. uh, right, do, do you i'll face. do you okay do you want my face yeah do it sorry i just had a stroke but what's the number <laughs> oh yeah I like that yeah that's good yeah. let me see your feet okay <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your feet. Okay, do do Mike. Do another right. face, Mike. Do one, do one. Okay. Nice. I like that. No one was friends with me in high school. I'm going to fucking kill everybody in this fucking... <laughs> 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 I, I thought you were I shooting. Shoot. I thought you were shooting, like you, holding... You're literally on top of a bell tower. Yeah. I swear to God. Dude, you're, thought... you're on top of a bell tower doing that. It's a special bell tower. <laughs> I thought you were yeah. like holding guns. That's what I oh, thought. Oh no, were. I was pointing, dude. Oh, okay, sorry. Who the fuck holds guns like this? He's never gonna kill anybody. Uh, well, I, that's a safety measure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we should do? We should bring a, a hot white girl in here and just drill her on questions about what she feels about Asian guys and stuff. Oh, I have a perfect. Uh, I have a friend for that. She's hot and um, she's really cool. Okay, yeah. let's let's bring her on uh, next episode or uh, next two three episodes. Yeah. That'd be fun to do. So why won't you fuck okay, us? Cool. Uh, that was our dude. That was a fun episode. That was probably one of the most funs we had. In uh, as uh, I mean, our guests change all the time, but you know, guys like Mike and Justin and and Keith and a couple, of, we'll always have them back because it's just you know, it's, it's almost like a crew that we hang out with, anyways. But um, you're always well to uh, well. We'll have you back as much as you want. But that was a fun episode. I hope you learned a lot. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be at the Lab Factory tonight and next week. I'm going to be at the JP's Comedy Club headlining from Thursday to Saturday. Um, any where you guys going to any you guys going to be performing anywhere that you might want to plug next week? Yeah, Mike, go ahead with your plug. Yeah, uh, this coming Friday. Uh, what was the day? Friday the or next Friday the the twenty fifth. I'll be uh, performing at Dumbfounded's show. Oh yeah, nice. in, yeah, in Koreatown. It'll be at what six thirty at MCO Coffee in Koreatown. MCO awesome. Coffee. And if you don't know who Dumbfounded is, he's one of the best freestyle battler rappers in history. It's legendary uh, now. Unfucking believable, yeah. and he's really talented. He does comedy too. He's so fucking funny. He does everything. He acts too. He's a great actor. The voice actor, yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ronnie, plug your 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 all your shows. Uh, your, um, I, I'm doing I, this uh, podcast, and I'm doing this podcast next week, and I'm doing this podcast two weeks from now. All right. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I have one more thing. I have one more thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The la I'm producing a show end of the month on the the 29th, and then Ron, you're gonna be there. That's Tuesday. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, that'll be at Donk Lat LA space Donko D-D-O-N-G-G-O. That's also in Koreatown. It's a fun-ass place. Good food. Donko. That, that, that actually means butthole in Korean. I don't know why Donko they named it that. Donko, by the way. Donko, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. Backpack my butthole. Bye, you know. 
<laughs> Yosit, Yosit, Yosit tayo, tara na. Oh my Yosit God. tayo. Yeah, yeah, Titi. Titi too big, Titi too big, eh? I grew up with a lot of Koreans, so I... I, I, I hung out with a lot of Koreans.